Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Woff. Oh, it's Kickstarter for you. Dude, it's the 20, yeah, it the 19th, right? Fuck, I almost said the 27th, but that's not it. Nope. And it's the 26th, whatever. It's the 19th, damn it. Right, next week's, yeah. Oh, dude, the Oscars are next weekend. Oh, my Lord. Are they? I think so. Are we going to try to do an Oscar special? Because I don't know. I don't even know what's uh, out there now. I mean, what what year is this? What year is the Oscar or the Oscars for? It's for the year the pandemic, whatever that is. All right. Uh, this is a an unusual setup today because technology being what it is, uh, I am actually at an undisclosed location. I'm not in my usual spot in the studio, and but you are. You're where you're usually at mostly. I am usually where I'm usually at. Yes. And you're going to notice that I sound a little bit different. Hopefully uh, I can do some stuff in post. You're hearing a better version of what you're hearing, what is actually being recorded. Cause you kind of sound a little like Jamie Kennedy. Are you on the set of scream? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, that's where, well, we know where you're not. Okay. So I hope you guys were, have been digging the, uh, the Patreon listener choices. Last week we had the long kiss goodnight chosen by our man, Mario and uh, good response from people. I've been, you know, they said there's a really fun episode and that movie just so kicks ass. And after I listened to the, the full edit, I went back and watched the movie again. Cause fuck, dude, it's so good. Hard to fuck that episode up. That movie was, you know, kind of just did it. It kind of wrote itself or whatever. Right. <laughs> You could talk about any of it and it'd be good. Last Friday, I actually did something I hadn't done in 14 months. I went to a movie at a movie theater, you know, at, during a week where Pacific theaters announced that they are not going to be reopening the Pacific theaters and all the arc lights, which just fucking, ugh, that's huge. Cause arc light was, that was where Joey and I always go see our movies. That's, and unfortunately the last thing we saw there uh, was Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> so oh, what a way to go out. What a way to go out, right? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, we went and saw Godzilla versus Kong, even like we already watched it twice at home on HBO Max, but being able to go see that and dude, it was nice because it's not a big theater. Those it's it's at the brand new Lemley Bias in Santa Clarita. There was only a, a family of five, Joey and I, and then one other guy. And we only have eight people in the entire place. Everything was just well balanced. As soon as you sat down, as soon as you ordered your tickets, like the two seats all around you were taken away. They're all just, they weren't even available to anybody anymore. So you have that more than six foot perimeter around you, which is really cool. It was actually the first time at the theater because it only opened up a week and a half ago. Everybody was cool there. Everybody was, you know, following the rules and all that. But man, it was such a fucking wild experience to go. I mean, I mean, what was the longest stint you ever had of not going to a movie theater and sitting down and seeing a movie? Last year. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's like, what was the before that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I went, I went at least once a week, pretty much for my entire life. Right. <laughs> right. Even when I was work, even when I was working, like on location, it's I'd, you know, sometimes I'd go to three times a week, you know just at night to like, you know, kill phone calls and, you know, and relax. Yeah. It, it was, it was a, uh, a weird experience. I mean, I think the most I ever had gone without seeing a movie in the theater was maybe a couple of weeks. And that's usually during football season. It just consumed your life. It was amazing to just sit down there and have, oh, by the way, too, theater popcorn 
don't you don't realize how much you miss that very distinct flavor of popcorn after not having it for a year and two months. Now it was it was a good time, and boy, if you have a chance to see a movie safely, go and that we figured that was going to be a fun one to go see. We could have seen something else. We thought, man, if we're going to go back to the theater, let's see something really loud and visual and stupid. And I mean, it's a Godzilla versus Kong movie. It's all of those things, and it was a lot of fun to go do that, especially with Joey, and kind of maybe watch a little bit of that Rise of Skywalker taste out of her mouth, but. <laughs> but it was a good time. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh I'm looking forward to the time when I can make my triumphant return. Hey, uh so on, on the Patreon tip uh and listener choice and all that, we actually changed things up a little bit this week. Uh, we were going to do one other movie chosen by uh, our our new Patreon supporter Chris McClintock and after some hemming and hawing with him, he uh, he made another suggestion that he felt was a little more in line with what we were doing this month, and he chose Mystery Alaska for us. Right. If you look at uh, Letterboxd, everyone already knows. Yes, because I said that already. <laughs> <laughs> but we were being really secret. I saw it. Things. I was like... I got a, I got a, uh, I got a, I got a, uh, what do you call it? I got a notification. A, um, push notification. <laughs> I was like, what? What? Well, I'm not kidding. I figured it wasn't going to be a secret about it, but. Yeah, know. it's okay, man. I, I laughed. It made me laugh. I don't think, I mean, there's only like one or two people actually listen to the show on Patreon or listen to our show that actually follow us, either one of us on Letterboxd, which is, man, people, you're f- fans of movies, just go check it out. I mean, there's a perfect way to catalog and. So, you know, all the things that you're watching, it's really cool. I mean, I'm not saying that you guys follow us because it really doesn't make that much of a difference. No, not at all. Yeah, but it'll be cool for you guys to, yeah, I would like to see people that follow the show. I like to see the th- kind of things that they're watching too. If you haven't become a letterbox user yet, go check it out. It's really a good time. It's available on Android and iOS devices. But anyway, yeah, this week, Mystery Alaska. Woo! Go seek it out. We had to rent it. Both of us had to rent it because it's, no Blu-ray for that. Is that fucking weird? Yeah, dude. And it's funny too. I mean, unless you buy a used copy of it, it's 18 bucks for a DVD. Right. And even the digital, even the digital to purchase was like 18 bucks. I'm like, that's just crazy talk. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was wild. But we'll get, we'll get into that when the episode comes out. Yes, we will. We'll, 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 we'll get into all that. <laughs> We haven't, we actually, it's so weird because usually you and I don't go for more than a day without kind of like just shooting a text with each other, but we haven't really talked to each other in a few days. Oh, I don't know what. <laughs> it was, you know, it was a long fucking week at work. It was literally the last week for me, you know, I'm done. This long, weird days because they went into splits and by the time I got home, it was just like <sighs> tired and like, eh, I didn't do shit this week. I mean, I don't even think I really... Got into my normal, I don't even think I did anything. I think I just came home and kind of hung out and went to bed <laughs> and, and just got, it was a weird long week, man. I didn't work Monday, but I worked Tuesday through Friday and it was just, every day seemed longer than the last, even with the end inside. It was, you know, it was just puzzling. And then yesterday it was, got people here clearing my property, you know, noise, saws and blowers and weed eaters. And weed eaters. Weed eaters. It's funny if you looked at uh, if you probably listened to the episode of uh, of our show somewhere around this time last year, maybe even a few months ago, right? Where you had to get a bunch of shit cleared out because of fire season. Oh yeah, it's, it's funny. I have funny. It's always it ends up being a topic when <laughs> on the show at some point. Oh, it's that time of year. 
Yeah, it's like it's because it's May first. It's due May first every year. So you know, and they don't care whether it's a pandemic or you know if you're working or not. If if you don't do it, they'll fine you, <laughs> and then they'll make you pay for the work. They'll fine you, and then they charge you to do it. It's yeah, it's whatever. I mean, but yeah, so it was right around this time last year because uh, you know I usually get it done. I don't like to get it done too early because usually it rains and the shit grows back. <laughs> <laughs> this year, not so much rain, but still, I mean, you know, there's there's always a, a bit to do. And especially out here because the last two years, like starting May 1st, man, helicopter all day long on the weekends, flying around out here, you know, basically looking to see if your property has been, you know, and literally... They fly around and I've seen them, you know, then somebody shows up and we'll ticket the person who hasn't done theirs. Meter checker by air. Yeah, totally, man. Is your yard done? Have you got your yard done? Hey, what's going on there? So you got something uh, going on? You got something brewing? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, our good friends at Kino. Who uh, Kino? Who are they? Kino. Yeah, right. We never talk about Kino. <laughs> but I don't know how this snuck by me, man, because this is a movie, you know, you know how much I love this movie. But it, it dropped last week and I did not see it somehow. But it's uh, Art Linson's The Wildlife <laughs> starring uh, Ian Mitchell Smith, Chris Penn, Jenny Wright, Eric Stoltz, Leah Thompson, Hart Bachner, everybody you love from the 80s. And it's, you know, this is a this is another teen comedy with a fantastic soundtrack sort of in the vein of fast times at Ridgemont high i know that uh, i love this movie and i know people who love it but also i know people who hate it and tell me it's the worst thing they've ever seen because it's not fast times but you know what it's not fast times it's the wildlife <laughs> so that's why it's not fast times but uh this again was written by cameron crow a follow-up to Fast Times, uh, you know, it, it lives in the same world. Maybe it's just another high school across town. You don't really know. It, it's a good time, man. It follows, you know, several young adults graduating high school. Uh, that'd be Bill, played by Eric Stoltz, who gets his own apartment, but then he realizes he can't afford it and he has to get a roommate and that's Chris Penn. And you can only imagine what kind of person Chris Penn plays in this movie. Leah Thompson is cute and awesome as all get out. Mm -hmm. The other cool thing about this score is the score was done by one Edward Van Halen. What? I think maybe this is the only film he uh, did. Great soundtrack, fun 80s movie, super quotable lines. It's casual. It has our buddy in it, voice of Space Ghost, who we, we just talked about a few <laughs> weeks ago, the Colonel from Buggy Nights himself. I mean, everyone shows up in this movie. It's crazy. Randy Quaid shows up as a disturbed Vietnam vet. <laughs> but the wildlife, yeah, Kino popped that thing out. It's funny because when I click this link, it takes me to something that's not the wildlife because there are some cool special features that Kino has added to this, which might make it worth picking up for me because I have a Blu-ray, but I feel like it's it's one of those Blu-rays. It's kind of like that Grease 2 one. All right. The artwork is a little different. It doesn't have, but it doesn't have any extra. I think it's like some weird European Blu-ray, but this being Kino may require an upgrade because I think before this was only available like uh, on DVD from Universal. It was one of those vault series things that they used. To, they would put it out like on demand, like you could order it. That's when they would press your disc is like the day you ordered it. But uh, there's some special features on here. New audio commentary by writer podcaster Mike McBeardo. McPadden, author of Teen Movie Hell, 
and author disc jockey Ian Christie. A new interview with co-star Ian Mitchell Smith. Nine radio spots, theatrical trailer, optional English subtitles. This is one of those movies that I feel like even if you didn't speak English, you don't really need subtitles. <laughs> it's universal, man. That thing dropped last week. Uh, you know, that's kind of all there is to it. But I feel like you're a fan of, you know, films like this, uh, just one of the guys. Right. <laughs> Makes sense. You know, all those sort of 80s movies that we love. The All-Nighter, which is another Kino title, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. I think they also released The North Shore recently. So Kino is starting to stumble into our teens, which is awesome because they were already doing every kick-ass 70s movie I ever wanted to see. Now they're, you know, rolling into the 80s. I think they picked up a bunch of universal titles, it looks like, because this is a long dead universal title, The Wildlife, but not anymore. Now you can <laughs> see it in all its glory and listen to it Yay. in all its glory. Yay. Speaking of wildlife, uh, Cameron Crowe's screenplay, his ex, Nancy Wilson, just put out a song as a tribute to Eddie Van Halen called Flora Edward. Uh, it was, she had a funny story about it when Hart and Van Halen were touring together. Nancy had asked Eddie, like, why don't you ever use an acoustic guitar? He says, well, I don't own one, <laughs> which I thought was great. So he got one from her. He, she gifted him one. And then she said he ended up writing this amazing song. And anyway, it's called for Edward. It's, it's, a, it's a really sweet acoustic instrumental. It's out there on all the streaming services. And it's actually part of her uh, new solo record coming out in uh, about three weeks. Awesome, man. Yeah. Nice little tie-in. I wasn't even, I wasn't even expecting you to, to, to bring up Eddie. I completely forgot about his his involvement with the wildlife. How long had Nancy and him been dating for a while, right? Nancy and Cameron. They Cameron? got married. Oh, yeah. They were together. They, I think were they, they were together on the Fast Times, right? I mean... That's why she's in the movie. I think that's when it started. I think before that. Yeah. I think, but you know, you know, if you know Cameron's, you know, history of being a, a writer for Rolling, Rolling Stone, Stone I mean, yeah. he, he obviously knew her way before he, before the Fast Times book was even being considered to be made as a movie. That's, that's a, by the way, that, that song is wonderful. Wildlife is such a, like you said, it's, it seems to be that, it's that one that people don't think of when you think of Cameron Crowe, even, even a penned Cameron Crowe movie. Right. It is a fun one, and it's far more serious at times than Fast Times, but it's an amazing uh, double bill watching those two to see how diverse the two movies are, even though a lot of people, you know, the, the wildlife was sold as so much like a Fast Times when it really is, isn't, and it, it, it's very different. They're, you can definitely tell they both have the same DNA. It's sure. just, you know, they grew up on, it's like, you know, it's like your cousin that you don't see and you guys grow up on opposite sides of the country. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all. Yeah. Sure. You both have the same bloodline, but you're, you know, you're probably different people. Uh, and that's how I kind of look at it. So. Yeah. The same grandfather. And you can like both of them. That's the thing. Yeah. Because, you know, when we were kids, that, that movie came out, got pitched to us like it was just like Fast Times. And yeah, it was a little disappointing at first. But once you saw it a couple of times, once it hit VHS, and then it was like, oh, this is its own thing. And that's when you, and that, like we've talked about before, that, that was a time for us, you know, the eight, you know, 84, 85, 86, where we were really developing our, our own tastes as far as movies go. You know, starting to separate, oh, that movie is connected to that movie and actually treat it as two unique pieces as opposed to what we were shoved down our throats when we were younger. And that was, oh, this is a sequel to this thing. As in, It was treated like a sequel in a lot of ways as far as the marketing of it. And it's not. They're both fucking great, but for different reasons. Wildlife. I actually put that, I just put that on my Amazon cart as you've been talking because I forgot that it came out. 
Yeah, man. I don't know how I, I don't know how I missed it either. Cause you know, I, I pretty thorough when I look over that keynote sheet every week and I'm like, how did I miss that? That's two in a row. Missed that. And I missed doc last week as well. What you got? What you got? Been, uh, I've been doing a lot of listening to radio dramas lately and, uh, I have an audible account, like an audible premium plus account. And I'm not really big on listening to audio books where there's just somebody reading like that. I, I get, I'll listen to audiobooks on Audible that are radio plays like I'm talking about, or it's something like I mentioned before, Phil Rosenthal reading his book. Phil's a fun speaker. You know, it's, it's so when he puts so much enthusiasm in rereading his book, I rarely listen to anything on Audible that isn't something in that vein. Uh, Tina Fey's Bossy Pants is another example. But having that account and that membership, that subscription service that I have, there's a whole bunch of uh, um, Audible originals on there too. And one of them that's almost two years old now, but it just fall, fell into my lap is something called Heads Will Roll. And this is a project that was co-created by Kate McKinnon from SNL and her sister, Emily Lynn. Uh, and they they play a very uh, unique pairing. Uh, Kate kind of plays a Maleficent type and her sister plays Jojo, her minion, as they call her. It's very, you can, when you, if you see the thumbnail, you know what I'm talking about. It's a very much a Maleficent kind of goof, but not like satired in the way, like, say, scary movie satires, the movies that or the stories that they're kind of mimicking. It's not that airplane type of vibe. They're ch- taking a premise and kind of turning it on its ear. And it's, gosh, it's, it's, it's like 10 episodes. They got a lot of fun people. And Meryl Streep comes along, do some stuff. Peter Dinklage, a whole, a whole bunch of people from SNL, her current castmates. And it's just this incredibly funny, very adult. <laughs> Even before you read the description, it's got a nice big paragraph that says, discretion is advised. This is not for kids, very clearly. Because it does have, I guess when you see the thumbnail, it looks like a Maleficent thing where you're thinking, oh man, that's, 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 that looks like that looks fun. It looks kid oriented. It's not. It's very, if it, if it had a rating, it'd be rated R. That's what it would be. But it's so, so funny. I actually was listening to it while I was working in the garage over the weekend. And I had to like stop because I was laughing so hard, you know, which is really weird to listen to a radio play and laugh that hard because usually they're all very serious. They're horror or sci-fi driven, you know, kind of in the vein of War of the Worlds. But this is was just a straight ahead comedic radio experience like you used to get when Abbott and Costello would do radio appearances, that kind of thing. Super fucking funny. And if, if, there was, if there's a reason to try Audible for a month for free and it's free for a month, put this one in your list of things to listen to because it's so, so funny. Heads will roll. Kate McKinnon, Emily Lynn. Love it. Rad. Yo. So funny. And the the music is really fun. It's all original music. And of course, it's got Foley and other sound effects added to it. Like I said, it's a full-on radio play and it's very, very funny. And like I said, it's, it's a nice twist to have something comedic in that radio play vibe that isn't, uh, you know, like Tales from Beyond the Pale that uh, Larry Fessenden does, which is more sci-fi and horror stuff, which is excellent too. If you don't listen to that podcast, it's fucking wonderful. You got like four years of that shit too out there. Grab a hold of listen to. Good stuff. Yeah, sounds awesome, man. I'm going to check it out. I've been looking for an excuse to check out Audible anyway. There you go. My second take is what I'd like to say is I had no idea about this until um, it came to me while we were talking. I forgot about it. But on Friday, 
if you go over to TomPetty.com, uh, they released a new record, Finding Wildflower, Finding Wildflowers, which is uh, alternate versions of Tom's 1994 album, Wildflowers. It's got 18 alternate versions or takes of uh, songs from the Wildflowers recording sessions. If you go to uh, Tom's website, you can buy the vinyl, gold vinyl. For $2 less, you can buy the plain black vinyl. But hey, man, if you're going to buy the vinyl, why not buy gold? Uh, It's also on CD. But if if that's not your thing and you just want to stream it, you can definitely do that because it's on every music service known to man right now. (laughs) As it should. As a, as you get with pretty much everything these days. Yeah, absolutely. It's on the Tom Petty uh, official site, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes Store, Amazon Music, YouTube Music, Pandora, all, all, everywhere. It's everywhere you stream music. And if you're a Petty fan, I mean, some of these are, I, I listened to it the other night on the way home on Friday. It's pretty fantastic, especially if you were into Petty and you miss Petty. Hearing some of these alternate takes is like hearing new stuff. The finished product, we're all pretty familiar with this Wildflowers record, and I love it. I feel like it's one of his best. Some of these alternate versions are amazing. I mean, they're all great, but some of them, you're just like, wow, this is where it was going to go. But it's a, it's a great listen. You know, if you already have Spotify, you're paying for Spotify already. I mean, check it out. Finding Wildflowers, alternate versions, Tom Petty. Uh, it was dropped on Friday, the 26th, or the 16th, rather. God, I'm jumping into the future. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a great listen. I mean, I, I, I it was it was the perfect drive home music on Friday after a long, shitty, weird week. <laughs> While I was sitting in traffic, it gave me a time to actually listen to the whole record. And uh, yeah, man, what a, what a treat that was. Check it out, stream it, or go to the website, buy it, get yourself a vinyl. You can buy a CD if that's your thing. You know, get a T-shirt while you're at it. Do whatever, man. TomPetty.com finding wildflowers. I'm going to go ahead and add to the Tom Petty uh, love fest here. Lucinda Williams did a two LP vinyl only release called running down a dream where it's a tribute to Tom Petty. It just came out Friday as well. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's not readily available on all the streaming services. Of course not. It's a full, like it says full vinyl. You get digital copies of it as well. When you buy the vinyl, I mean, sorry, Ben, it is hard to find any vinyl release these days, a single disc that's going to cost you under 25. It's rare, but this is a double LP and it's only 25 bucks and you can get that directly from her. And I'll put that, I'll put that uh, uh, link in the show notes. Oh yeah, man. That's fucking great, dude. The little samples I've heard from it. Cause she, you know, she released some of this music back in December, just like on YouTube. Yeah. I remember. I'm really extra cautious about what I buy in vinyl anymore. But there's something about a tribute to Tom Petty and covering songs that I have on vinyl from his original releases. It just seems fitting and proper to listen to to his music that way. In fact, you know, when he passed, I didn't. I don't think I ever. I don't think I listened to anything of his in the car because just I don't know. There's just something about it. It's the same thing with Van Halen. I've never really been things that we were kind of born and raised on vinyl wise, like, like vinyl, like, like Van Halen or, or hard or Tom Petty and the heartbreakers. I just feel, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right if I'm not listening to it on vinyl. So yep. this is, this release is really exciting. And uh, I didn't find out about it till over the weekend. So I'm a little behind the curve on that, but I'm glad that you ended up bringing that up because it reminded me to tell everybody about it. Cause there's a nice companion to that uh, alternate versions and B sides that, that, that his folks released on uh, Friday as well. 
Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, man, totally. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all over that. Let's play him. Yeah, you don't know what you're missing until like performers like Tom are gone. You know, and, and you don't realize you, they're not going to be here forever. And that was such a weird situation for him to go the way he did. How many years has it been? Has it been four years? It would be four years in October. Yeah. God. can't believe it's been that long already. I think this last year has kind of really fucked with our, our, our ability to function with, uh, as far as like able to know what time, what time of day it is. And yeah. So there you go. There, there's some amazing stuff out there for you guys. Uh, yeah, that the Tom Barney Tom Petty release, the Lucinda Williams release. Check out Heads Will Roll on Audible. And that is exclusive to Audible, so you're not going to hear that anywhere else. So if you want to follow us on Letterboxd, you can follow Corey at Corey underscore Culp. And if you want to support us on Patreon, thank you, Patreon supporters, for more goodness that we have coming this week with Mystery Alaska. And, of course, our closer next week. Oh, man, that's going to be a juicy one because, man, I dove into the extras on that. And, uh, oof. Oh, yeah. Oof. That, that transfer, for, we already know, we, are, we talked about this already. It's Event Horizon the week after this upcoming uh, release. So good. That transfer, man. Fucking Shout Factory doing what they do, just killing shit. So if you want to support us on Patreon, that's patreon.com slash KITG podcast. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me on Letterboxd over there at Tom Cody. That's Tom Cody at Letterboxd.com. Curdy.